The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Hello and welcome to Fantasy NBA Today for July 18th, 2019. My name is Nero Chalani. I am in for Dan Baspris every Thursday, and today I have with me Josh Millman. Um, Josh, how are you doing this morning? Dude, good to be back again. Actually, I'm doing it, well. It's, it's not even the morning anymore. I know. I, mean, I know. It's, it's afternoon like, where you are. I, yeah. You know, me. Yes. Yes. Um, and thank you for being so flexible with my lack of planning on getting you on the show. I, I need to just tell the listeners. I, I'm going to be brutally honest here. Like, I'll get like calls from Neil like 10 minutes before he wants to record. You're like, hey, Josh, you want to record? And and like most of the time I'm like, yeah, of course you do. But I'm like, dude, can you like maybe not tell me like five minutes before you're going to hit the record button? Like I can have a little bit of time to prep and whatnot. Josh, um, it's just I'm just freestyling out here. I'm like a surfer. I'm just riding the waves of life. I That's can't, cool. I can't we, plan we, everything. We all are. Yeah. Hey, we, not all of us can be planners. We, we need that like yin and yang. I like it. That's cool. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, so thank you again for your willingness to step up at the last minute. No problem. No problem. Um, all right, so let me start off with the stuff I need to get out of the way. Uh, I shouldn't say that, but Hawaiian Isles, Kona Coffee is Yeah, no, no, no. The Hawaiian Isles is great. No, I, no, don't just toss them to the side. Let's, what's the matter with you? All right, all right. Why, don't, why don't you do the promo then? No, no. <laughs> I don't have a script in front of Hawaiian Isles, Kona Coffee. Um, I, um, this is a brazen live read. Um, guys. It, we love Hawaiian Isles uh, Kona Coffee. Uh, Fantasy NBA today is sponsored by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Uh, definitely check them out. I've got a bunch of them at home. It's great stuff, and I use them as my DFS trophies. Uh, longtime sponsor of the show. We appreciate them. And uh, check them out uh, for all of your coffee needs. How was that? Did I do good? You did fantastic. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm worried you might take over this my, my Thursday slot. <laughs> All right. Well, on just, let's get right to it. So on Monday of this week, ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports, came out with their fantasy rankings for 2019-20 basketball season. They did a points league rankings. And they did a rotisserie league rankings. And I don't know who really does points league rankings, but the fact they did one makes me think it's that must be climbing in uh, popularity. But anyway, um, I'm only really familiar with, with – uh, Rotisserie leagues primarily and head-to-head secondarily. I know you're more of a head-to-head guy, Josh, so these rankings might be yeah. a little distorted for you. But um, uh, Yeah, but you know, look, I mean, some, like Roto and head-to-head, just like when you're dealing with A-cat, non-cat, they still kind of blend in some regards. Mm-hmm. You know, the, there's definitely a little bit of a difference w- with regards to the team building, but at the same time, it's, you know, you're still looking at categories all the same. So, you know, before we get into the rankings, that, that makes a good point. Um, cause they are very similar, but there's one category, there's one thing that I do in head to head that I don't do in Roto. And is that I'm okay with punting a category in head to head. Are you, do you do No, I don't, I don't go out to punt, but I will punt as my team kind of starts to develop throughout the season. Yeah. I, I, I tend not to be, I don't, I tend not to do punt strategies. Um, but if I see that like during the season, if I'm deficient in one area, then maybe I'll adopt it as the season goes on, but I don't draft to punt. Usually I try to draft a well-rounded team. 
And then like, just, you know, as injuries happen or as just play happens, I'll try to adapt accordingly. Yeah. Okay. Cause that would, that does change the rate. Cause I do have a do not draft list in my ro- rotation. <laughs> Already? Awesome. No, 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 no. But I mean like in, when I go into my draft. For uh, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Because of yeah. guys with really bad percentages, I just don't want to kill myself in those categories. So I, I was going to say like Neil has all of his, it's, it's July 18th <laughs> and Neil has every single person player projection already. I'm like, Oh, oh no, I've got to do, I've got to start doing win totals with Dan next week. So I've got to, I've oh, got to beat yeah. him. Um, and win totals. So I got to put all my thought. In I actually like, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I said this off air. Like I don't, I've never really done win totals. Obviously I can weigh in, but I, I, you know, if you guys are going head to head, I may want to join you. I, I, I would totally do that. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds yeah. fun. Yeah. And, um, win totals oddly enough are not that, I wouldn't say they're easy to beat, but they're easier than other format in terms sure. of betting because, um, not many people do them, and a lot of it's based on this perception of teams rather than right, 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 right. actual talent. So, um, all right, that's a whole different conversation for a different. Well, podcast. we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll yes. get there. All right, but all right. So we're gonna set this up again. ESPN's top fifty <laughs> fantasy basketball rankings came out on Monday. Um, let's just. Uh, this is what I thought. We'd go through maybe the top ones to begin with for sure, and then we could pick out. Ones maybe that if we think are just a little bit way off in our opinion, sure. Just, just based on first glance, obviously I haven't done sure, projections sure, sure. this year. I'm I gave you three minutes to prepare, so I don't think you've done <laughs> that much. All right, number one for ESPN, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I butchered that, but um, sorry. What do you uh, What do you think about that? Um, I, I don't. You know, we're gonna have to see if in either training camp or anything like that, that there's any sort of evidence that he's worked on the three-point shot. If he has, I kind of don't have a problem with that. Um, But at the same time, I think that there might be some mitigating concerns about, you know, just knees and, and, you know, do they, being that they flamed out in, in the playoffs to Toronto, do they, try to rest him a little bit more than they did last year. Um, I don't think it's a, I don't think he's a clear cut number one by any means. And, and to be honest, I don't think any of them are clear cut number ones. Mm. Um, but I definitely buy Giannis as a top four overall pick. Um, yeah, I agree with you there. Although his, his, his second sort of detriment is his free throw percentage with his volume. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not, it's not a killer, but it's, with that high of volume and that below that much below average, uh, yeah. it's it's hard to win, or at least be in the top part of your rotisserie drafts with um rotisserie category of free throw percentage with him on your team. So I I don't think I would take him as one. Um, I think there are better options, but like you said, I think he could end up there. It's possible, right? I, I mean, again, a three point shot might help mitigate that. Um, but yeah, I agree with free throw is still a category and you got to pay attention to that. Um, and I'm, I'm looking here on the article. I don't see if they mention it, whether it's eight category or nine category leagues. I don't know if you yeah, saw I, that. I didn't, I didn't see it either. I mean, we can d- discuss for either one, I would imagine, and just factor in turnovers as the conversation progresses, I right, suppose. Right. I'm just trying to think what ESPN was trying to put I mean, point, guard, point guards in that, in that case, you know, if, if we're talking eight cat, then 
I mean, point guards are going to get – this almost feels like it's nine cap because I'm looking at the rankings and point guards are like just completely shoved down the list. Yeah, I agree. I don't think Harden would be four in, a, in an eight category. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, seems, that seems crazy. Right. So I'm assuming this is nine category yeah. um, rankings as well. Okay. Um, do you want to lead us off for the second one? Um, oh, I, yeah, yeah. Well, the, I, the, yeah. well, the second one's Steph Curry. Yes. So, um, which – Again, and, and I, I have no issue with, again, the question is, is, you know, how much rest will Golden State build in? I, I don't think that you, everyone just assumes, well, you know, with, with Thompson Hurt and Durant gone, that they're going to have to rely on Steph Curry to play. And, and, and yeah, he's, dude, he's going to have massive per game stats. But I don't, I don't, I don't know that it, that we're going to see eighty something games from from Steph. You know, he 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 kind of almost got to that number in sixteen seventeen, but he missed a bunch of time uh, a couple years ago. He only played in sixty nine games last year. I I I don't think that Golden State is completely out of a playoff position, even with the retooling out of the West. But I I, I just I don't. I don't foresee an 80 game schedule for Steph Curry, uh, which is really the only caution that I have. Yeah. So this gets into a very interesting question between league types of head to head and rotisserie because March games played matter infinitely more head to head than rotisserie. So when you're drafting, uh, like your first round, are you thinking about guys who might rest in March? Yeah. So I, I think I, it's, it's, it look, it's a real possibility, but there, I, I just, the league now is just, they're, they're rest, like the, the days I, there are so few guys that play, like that play the full season, which is why there's kind of val, especially in head to head with, with James Harden, Carl Anthony Towns, mm-hmm. you, you have to literally drag their corpses off the floor you know, to not get them to play and produce at a high level. Um, and there, there's value to that. Um, you can survive, uh, you know, in daily head-to-heads, you know, but when you're setting weekly lineups, that, that's a lot harder to navigate because it's, it, you don't find out until the day before if, you know, guys are resting and then you have to factor in back-to-backs and, and all that. I don't think that there's – for some of the top guys, I don't think that there's that much of a risk of of resting only because the league will probably be a lot closer in terms of standings now. I think that and, – and there might be more jockeying of position, you know, and, and we can get into this with the win total conversation. But, I, I mean, one through, I don't know, five or six maybe out west is pretty open. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, yeah, you're right. I mean, as far as let's go back to the Steph Curry example, he's not going to be yeah. able to rest down the, the stretch. He, and they get, a, they get game the top. Or, a game or two tops. He's but he's not going to be able to rest like multiple games down the stretch of the season to to build him up for April. Yeah, exactly. Because they may not make the playoffs. That's the case. Yeah. So you're right. I think this he's much safer this year than in years past because of that yeah. factor. Um, I, I I'm leaning towards. In an eight-category leagues, I'm leaning toward either Steph or Harden number one. Um, so I'm still thinking about that. Yeah, uh, 
in eight cat, yes. In nine cat, my number one guy is the number three guy on ESPN leagues, and it's Anthony Davis. That's a great segue. Yeah, that's my number one guy. <laughs> Anthony Davis. Do you, are you worried at all about injury? So you're not worried about injury, son. I think Anthony. Look again, I, and I'm, I'm a little bit contradicting myself, but not really. But I can't. Other than Harden, I can't expect a lot of these guys to play more than 70 to 75 games. Mm-hmm. And that's really the optimal scenario. Um, uh, you know, I think when it comes down, you know, it, to me, it's either Harden or, or Anthony Davis uh, as my top choice, followed by closely by Steph Curry. Um, but I, I'm right now leaning towards Anthony Davis because when you think about it, he pretty much rested for half of a season last year. Um, so there's really, I mean, there's always injury concern with Anthony Davis, but I think he is probably as motivated as he's ever been in his entire career. I think the, all the drama is now probably behind him. And he's playing with LeBron James, which means he's going to get so many easy looks so I, I think he's – point LeBron is just going to get him the ball in every enviable situation possible. And, and the defensive stats are there, solid free throw shooter, great percentages, can knock down three-pointers. I, I, Anthony Davis, when he's healthy, is far and away the number one like per-game guy there is. And I, I think few can compare in that category. And now I think there might be some real legitimate motivation. I think he's just primed for an absolute monster year. That, that's just me. Yeah. No, I'm totally with you. I, I, Dan and I were talking about MVP candidates, and he's, he's one of my top MVP candidates for next year. Yeah. Um, uh, the risk is this, this is going to be the injury, but you're right. Um, I, I think he is going to play as hard as he's ever played. With the, still, I think the best player in the game, um, and he's going to have so much love in that arena. Oh and the, yeah! And they're going to be winning. They're going to be among the best teams in the league. So I think he's going to have a monster season. Um, oh, for, yeah, totally. Um, all right, we can. Uh, should we? Where do you think the cutoff well, is here? Or where, is there anyone here in the top? Well, let's just let's just let's just walk through this. James Harden is yeah, four yeah. here in ESPN. Yeah. Embiid five. Town six. I have a problem. I have a problem with Embiid at five. I, right. I think. I think he's gonna. I think he is also going to be a statistical monster. Um, what I don't love about Embiid is that, like, he's not really like for a center. I gotta look this up. I feel like he was a below fifty percent shooter, uh, even as a center, uh, which to me is a bit a bit of an it. Yeah, he was forty eight and a half uh, last year, and I think that's been kind of the norm. And with the absence of Jimmy Butler and J.J. Redick, there might have to be the possibility that Philly needs him to shoot the three a little bit more, which is fine and good. He's capable of doing that, but he's not as good of a shooter from deep as, as opposed to, you know, say, Josh Richardson, who's there. Uh, but I think that they're going to depend on him for, for the long ball. I, 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 just, I, I just don't. I worry that, you know, that will keep hindering his percentages. And at the same time, the games and the injuries, it's, you know, that it's still the same thing with him. So I, I, you can't expect Embiid 
to play more than 60 something games also. And that is really tough for me to swallow at number five overall, where number six is Carl Anthony Towns. And that's pretty much, it's pretty much a given with Carl Anthony Towns. He's playing a full schedule. Yeah, that's the only – I totally agree with him. Being, I mean, look at the top seven players um, on this list, and Jokic is seventh. He's the one that is most likely to play the fewest games. Yeah. If, yeah, if you had to put a number on who's going to play the fewest games in the top seven, it would be Embiid. It's Embiid, without yeah, question. Yeah. Right, so that's why. Uh, on a per-game basis, he's a monster. I think I might actually take him at seven. Um, I'm not sure. Where do you think – we and I were talking about tiers before – we came uh, before we started recording. Do you think the tiers after? Well, you put Towns five, and that is that what I put Towns one? at five. Town, Towns to me is a safe, high floor. I think I think Towns' ceiling is five, and I think his floor is five. <laughs> you don't think like you're... legitimately, <laughs> like I, 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 like if you draft Carl Anthony Towns at number five, you are going to get the top five, like a top five player, and that's it. And. I, I just I, I think he is who he is. I don't think that Minnesota team is particularly good, um, but you know he's going to be he's, he's a great player and he's going to deliver for you. But but I don't think that you're ever going to see the kind of Anthony Davis type outbursts, you know, that can help carry you to fan, to, to victories like in particularly in head to head games. Um, I agree. So just just to recap. Uh, the top five t- tier one guys, uh, Giannis. Uh, so the, all these guys are in your first tier, and you think they're kind of interchangeable. Giannis, Steph, AD, Harden, and Towns. Yeah. Um, my With the only- exception of Towns not being interchangeable. I think Towns is at the bottom of that list. Interesting. So, top so then four, the yeah. top four interchangeable. Yeah. Um, uh, interesting. I think I would have two tiers among those five. Really? Okay. Yeah. I might put, uh, I might put Giannis... I might replace Giannis with Towns with you. Really? Put, put Giannis okay. the five and put the other four and put the top three, Curry, Davis, and Harden. Huh, okay. Yeah. and then You I, actually legitimately tier those guys. Yeah, because I don't want to – I will tier those guys. Yeah. Giannis is in a tier below those top three for me. Okay. Yeah. And then maybe the – I put maybe Giannis and Towns in the second tier. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know. Are we, are we, are we, are we in the league together this year? I don't know if we were in a league together. Well, uh, no, I forget. When we did the, the hoop ball league, yeah. no, I don't think we were. Okay. I was, I, was how, in Panda, how, I was in Panda's league. How'd you finish? I was out of the playoffs like because uh, okay. I, I, my team fell apart like at, at exactly the same time. Okay. I was just wondering if we are going to get paired up this year. We'll see. We might. We might. And then, and yeah. then, and then uh, it'll be interesting. And then you, and then you can talk. Smack to me when, like, when, when you <laughs> destroy me because of your, your so precise tears. <laughs> um, all right, so that's the top five. Oh, then Embiid, where would you put him? Would you put him? Where would you put Embiid? Um, I, you know, in, in relationship to this ESPN list, I mean, he's not five, but I would have him, I think, top 10. I think I'd have him at maybe let's just say eight or nine right now. Okay. I, I think there's no question the per game, uh, you know, ability is there. I uh, the, so who, you know, team building aside, this is actually a really great question. You know, at least in my mind, because you know that guys aren't going to play every game. Now, who would you rather draft? 
Joel Embiid or Kawhi Leonard? Oh, gosh. I'd probably go Embiid. Really? See, this, I, this I, don't, is, I don't know, though. This because is a bit I, of I, a paradox. Because I, know, I know for sure Kawhi's going to rest. I know 100% Kawhi's going to rest. <laughs> so There's an 80% chance Embiid's going to rest a lot. That, oh, there's 100%. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so Kawhi Leonard was the number seven player on per game on a per game basis. Joel Embiid, number 10. All right. So after, uh, so they have Embiid, as we said, as five, and then Kawhi is all the way down to 10. So let's go through the rest of their top, their top 10. Towns here is six, but he's in our top five. And then Jokic is seven, Paul George, eight, LeBron, nine, and Kawhi, as mentioned, is 10. Um, what are your thoughts on those, the back 10 here? So I have a lot of, I, I guess, kind of qualms with, with this. Number one, we, we, we kind of touched this. It's, and, and beat at five seems like a stretch to me uh, because he doesn't, he doesn't provide the percentages at, at the center position. Um, uh, you know, he's, a, he's only like a 48% shooter. Um, so that's a bit of an issue. And again, the games are an issue. He's, you know, he's, going to, he's likely going to miss time. And to me, if I'm looking at things on a per game basis, I'd much rather have Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, and, and if I'm looking at center position, I'd probably rather have Towns or, or, or Jokic. Um, uh, you know, so Embiid, I think, is kind of a latter part of the first round player for me for those reasons. Interesting. So Jokic over Embiid. I, I, yeah, I think so. I think, I think Jokic over Embiid, sure. Yeah, that one's a tough one for me. I think just because the game's played, I'd probably go with Jokic as well. Uh, yeah, but again, I, I a little a little contradicting of myself, but I, I think that you know, like I, I think per, Embiid's per game ability is through the roof, but I I think Jokic's consistency and his ability to play uh, eighty games will will end up you know lift you know put, putting him a, a, above Embiid in my in my personal rankings. Do we want to get to LeBron James now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do this. Uh, LeBron James has no business being number nine overall in, in Roto or head to head. None. His his free throw percentage is absolutely terrible. He's also going to be uh, a rest, and we have to now realize that he he's uh, an injury risk. You know that he's just at that point of his career. Um, but the the sixty something percent. Free throw shooting is an albatross on him. And if you're going to draft LeBron James that early, then you have to go with a punt free throw shooting strategy. There, you, there's, there's no other choice. Um, I, I, I would absolutely would not take LeBron James in the first round. Yeah, so what about Paul George? Eight. That's also kind of... That's just dicey. I, I think if the... That's one of those things where if you're drafting late, that's just pay attention to the news. You know, if if he misses a week or two, I can still swallow picking him at the at the end of the first round. If it if it kind of lingers on, then I have I I may slide him back a little bit. But he's also on a per like on a per game basis. It's it's you have to really think that like th- that he and and Kawhi together are going to put up massive stats on that Clippers team the potential's still there I, it's 
I don't think you can slide him too far, but it's you're we're really gonna it, it, he's gonna be a pretty big X factor in most people's uh in most drafts when we get around to it. Yeah, he could be someone who wins your league or loses your league if he, yeah. if he falls because I tend to avoid risk in the first couple rounds, and I probably will avoid them just because but of the, the shoulder. But here's the thing, Neil. So I, I get you. You you avoid <laughs> risk, but I looking at like just early rankings like this, it's kind of crystallizing for me that if you end up picking towards the latter end of the first round, and even in rounds like two to three, four even, there's going to be more risk this year than there has been in – Many years that I can remember, there is going to be like there are very few players that don't ca- like we already debated the top four and we're like, well, what if this? What if that? Whereas last year we were pretty much like Anthony Davis, James Hart, like done, boom, you know that's it, no risk there. There are so few guys that we're talking about risk with LeBron James, Paul George, you know Kawhi Leonard and all of his rest and. You know, now with with Harden and Westbrook together, what what happens out out there, and how do they uh, you know play together? New teams, new scenarios. There's you're, there's going to be so much risk and so much variability in the latter part of round ones, round two, round three that we we're going to get some wild wild results out of like early mock drafts, ADPs, and stuff like that. Yeah, and the um, drop-off does kind of happen after the first half of the first round. Um, yeah. I agree with you there. It's going to be really hard to see, to, to really predict, like, what, how is Kawhi going to do in, in Clipperland? Probably that's relatively safe, but someone yeah. like, oh, gosh, I don't know, like um, Kemba Walker in Boston? Yeah. That's going to be really hard to predict. That's hard to predict. For me, I think Kemba Walker is kind of a – also, a safe, high-floor, low-ceiling guy towards the middle of the back of round two. Yeah, so let's just go through uh, 11 through 20. I'm going to read these off, and then afterwards, yeah. I want you to tell me who jumps out at you, either positive mm-hmm. or negative. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Lillard, 11. Bradley Beal, 12. 13, Gobert. 14, Westbrook. 15. Yeah. You, can, you, can tell, you can tell who I, who we'll, I we'll think. Address, we'll address Russell Westbrook later. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, 15, Vucevic. Uh, 16, Kemba Walker, 17, Griffin, Blake Griffin out of Detroit, 18, Doncic, um, 19, Ben Simmons, and 20, Kyle Lowry. Um, I, I don't – holy Moses. Um, <laughs> I guess there's more than I, one I, that, that jumps I, out I to really, you. I, well, I want to play against anyone who's relying on these rankings. Let's just put it that way. Um, I, first of all, Damian Lillard to me is a, is a safe first-round pick. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think he'd probably be, should be no lower than like eight or nine, you know, to, to me in, in rankings. Um, but I mean, I guess 11's fine, whatever. Um, but I think he's certainly better than LeBron James in, in Roto and head to head formats. Um, Bradley Beal to me is probably a, a first round pick this year. And because Washington's terrible, and when Wall went down, Bradley Beal played like a top ten player, uh, like for for a good two, almost three month stretch last year. He and there were stretches where he was like, I think the top guy in fantasy. Um, I and and Wall's probably going to miss the entire season, 
So I don't think that Washington is going to try to tank. I mean, there might be some risk towards the end of the year, but Beal doesn't seem like the kind of guy who wants to miss games. I think he wants to be, because he could have done that last year and he didn't. I think, I think Beal is a, a first round pick to me. I'm worried about him getting moved to some other team in the season. Yeah. That's my only concern. I think he is going to want to play if, every game. If, if, if Washington pulls a trigger on a full-on reload. Exactly. Sure. That, and then maybe he goes somewhere where he's not the first option anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's my only but concern. Like, but like we said, there's risk everywhere. There's risk everywhere. Um, all right. So the one that jumps out to me is, is, is the Westbrook at 14. Uh, and just real quick, I like Rudy Gobert this year. I thought Rudy Gobert was excellent last year, played a full season. The free throw shooting is, again, if you're drafting LeBron James, you know, you, and, and you're, you're ranking him that high, then Rudy Gobert should be ranked at the high. They're both comparable free throw shooters, but the block shots are such a premium out of Rudy Gobert. And he was great last year. Yeah, he's, gosh, for, he's a specialist in the, in the a little bit of a specialist. That's what makes him be nervous taking him early. I like to take well, guy. I know he doesn't shoot threes either, but what? But do you think that adding Mike Conley to that team, that's a team that's going to be hungry for, for wins and, and really put you know their, the pedal to the metal like, during the regular season. Do you think Mike Conley helps him you know, on the offensive end? Oh, God, yes. Absolutely. So maybe he does score more. Maybe he does. Yeah. Maybe he, is, maybe he works on his free throw percentage. We'll Maybe, about, yeah. Um, I guess the other so Westbrook, I think I would not draft in the top two rounds um, with his free throw percentage. No, and his, his field goal percentage, and, and the field goal, no, no, and the turnovers. Well, this is let's assume this is a cat. Um, well, this no, we assumed it's nine cat. Excuse me. Um, yeah, yeah. Assuming not yet. Let's, let's we got to assume this was nine cat. Yeah. Right, and that's then, what it seems like. So let's go to uh, Vucevic. Do you think he can hold this value fifteen? That's kind of interesting. That's yeah. He was a top eleven per game guy and a top ten. Um, I, I almost I want to say, I think fifteen is a fairly safe number for him because he can produce. He that is generally healthy. You know that Magic team is largely the same. Yeah, they brought in some extra help, but I I, I still think it's his team. I don't think he goes back and re-signs if they don't like give him the assurances that this is his team. And Orlando was really good in the second half of last year. So I, I, I buy Vucevic as a top 15 player, but like I'm, I, it's kind of like taking your medicine a little bit though. I, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't be thrilled about having him, but I, I, I buy it. Um, yeah, I, uh, gosh, I think I buy it too. I don't know if I would pull the trigger at fifteen, but yeah. I, I would take it maybe late second round. But got some of these names, man. I'm just, I'm just like, what? Oh yeah, that's, that's a little point guard here thing. So Kemba, oh, Kemba Walker, sixteen. Which I late, guess I know, but yeah. later in the draft you have Lowry at twenty. You've got Kyrie at twenty three and Drew Holiday at twenty four. Kyrie at twenty. First of all, Kyrie Irving <laughs> was the number nine per game overall player last year. And Brooklyn, it, it plays a high-tempo, high-octane high offense that emphasizes the three-point shots, and they wanted Kyrie Irving because of his ability to also get to the basket. There is He has no business being 23 on ESPN's ranking because Brooklyn's going to have to rely on him, 
And it's not as if there isn't like, I, yeah, people say like, oh yeah, well his his other players are on that team are a downgrade from what he had in Boston, but there's still plenty competent in Brooklyn. Joe Harris was the best three point shooter in the league last year. Spencer Dinwiddie can, I'm sure, can play alongside of him. Al, uh, sorry, um, Karis LeVert was outstanding before he got hurt, and he can absolutely be a secondary score to Kyrie Irving. Jared Allen, we we loved in fantasy circles last year. You know, Torian Prince was a favorite of ours when he was on uh, those Atlanta teams. There's a lot of talent on that team. I don't see any reason why we need to downgrade him just because there's some, like, just because Brooklyn as a team might be a little bit less so than Boston as a team. That, that seems ridiculous to me. Yeah, I would I would take Kyrie above all these point guards and maybe absolutely I would maybe put him closer to Lillard than anyone else. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. I, we like him better than Westbrook, clearly. Yeah, that's that seems. I I would take Kyrie over Kemba Walker, mm-hmm. definitely over Doncic, mm-hmm. definitely over Simmons, definitely over Lowry. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I would take him at the end of the first round, beginning of second. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm with you. He's one of the least risky players, I think, out here. I, yeah, I think so. I mean, look, could injuries happen? Sure, and he deals with knee, knee problems, too. He only played in 67 games last year. But again, he was a number nine per game player on a completely dysfunctional Boston team. Like, that's, you know, I, I, I'm fine. I, I really think that he's going to have a great season, and, and hopefully he gets you somewhere close to 70 games. And Brooklyn, Brooklyn's the type of team that they want to play their guys, like where every game kind of matters to them. And Brooklyn's going to have to claw for wins. They're not in that elite category of, say, Philly and, and Milwaukee. And even with you know Kawhi leaving Toronto, Toronto's still going to be really good. They were 17-5 and five without Kawhi Leonard last year so it's not as and, and they still have marcus all there so it's not as if like they're going away either mm-hmm. so brooklyn's gonna have to claw for wins in order to get to like the top half of the conference yeah and i think he's gonna play like i said new environment he's probably energized he was not happy in sure. boston and he yeah. and clearly they want him there so i think at least yeah. the honeymoon will last at least a season um all right um do you have time to go i'm sorry so i know we've kind of um had some recording issues. I should say I, <laughs> I had some recording issues. So. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't <laughs> love me that. Um, do you have time to go through 20 through 30 and then make some comments, or do you have to get going? Yeah, let's – no, let's do it. Okay, so – What else do I have to do? Uh, I don't know. Oh, let me just mention really quick. So Ben Simmons in 19, I don't agree with that either. That's the other one that jumps out. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. Uh, again, maybe he develops a three-point shot. Listen, I, I we, we rag on Ben Simmons because – of the three-point shot and how exposed he gets, you know, in in real basketball. And it matters for fantasy, too. I, I think that, you know, it, it, you can't – at his position and his draft capital, short of, short of it being a center, like who you know you're not going to get three-point shots from, I, I don't think you can, you can risk having that uh, from a guy like uh, – uh, Ben Simmons and tank the, the, the free throw shooting as well. That's two categories gone as well as turnovers for nine cats. That that's a hard pill for me to swallow. Yeah. He's just, I don't understand what he's doing here at 19. I would not take him in the top three rounds. Okay. Um, Cause I want to go through, I don't want to rush that. Uh, Just sure. But I want, I want, I want to get you here for the last, the the, the, the next uh, 10. So 21, Jimmy Butler, 22, Andre Drummond, 
23, we mentioned Kyrie Irving. 24, yep. Drew Holiday. 25, Larry Markinen. Wow. 26, Devin Booker. 27, DeAndre Ayton. 28, Donovan Mitchell. 29, LaMarcus Aldridge. And 30, Clint Capella. Wow. Uh, these, so outside, of, let me just say, guys that did not make the top 30, uh, Victor Oladipo. Okay. Well, there's the, the injuries is built into that. Like, chance, you know, I, I saw something that he's probably not going to be ready until December, January. You know, it, oh, it's, it's a 12 month yeah. injury. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. So, never mind. Uh, yeah. Chris Paul. Oh, God. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, what's going to happen with Chris Paul, but I, I can't just, you know, the games aren't there. The the age is starting to show. The trade risk is there. The OKC w- is going to want to play Shy Gilgis Alexander. I I don't trust that situation at all. Hmm. And then Draymond Green, forty seventh, way out to the top thirty, which I find fascinating. Yeah, um, I, I think he'll be solid. Uh, so much depends on his ability to shoot, really. You know, it, it, we know that he can deliver the other categories, but there were times last year where he couldn't shoot the ball to save his life. Yeah, well, those are the three outside the top three that really uh, kind of. Well, like, I'll, I'll I'll tell you mine that that really kind of stand out to yeah. me is Pascal Siakam. They've got Pascal uh, forty two. Yeah. Forty two. I'm gonna plant my flag and say he's a top thirty player next year. I am with you because they need him. A lot more they than, need you know, him, yes. and without Kawhi, his, like I did a little quick math, yet you know the other day it was just because out of just sheer curiosity, Pascal Siakam when when Kawhi was was resting or taking his siesta, he go he goes from a seventeen and seven player to a twenty and eight player, um, and his percentages largely don't change. That that feels like a big deal to me, mm-hmm. and I I think you know again he he's supposed to be a guy that you know was I mean he's still ahead of the development curve, but there was still a development curve. I think he has more room to grow, and they're going to rely on him. and And like you said, he played in almost every game last year. He he's a guy that will likely show up nonstop for a Toronto team that is going to have to compete for wins short of uh, Masai Ujiri, like the sign just blow it up, mm-hmm. but he's going to be the guy there. And I, I'm very bullish on him. I'm extremely bullish. Um, I agree. He'll, I think he's going to finish in the top 30 uh, yeah. ra- around that range. And then, uh, Oh, I forgot one more Chris Middleton at four. Chris Middleton. Yeah. I'm so- shocked by that ranking as, as well. He didn't, he didn't have a great year last year. Um, it's you know he could deliver that kind of value but i you know he was he struggled a lot last year um yeah i should probably was he, I he was know. on a per game basis i forget where he was but the fact that i have to search for him is, is not good he was 64 mm. and, he, and he was going at you know as a round three player last year so maybe there's value built in but he didn't shoot the ball particularly well Last year, you know, I, you know, I, yeah, but, but this is kind of what, what my point was is that we're going, we're picking out guys 
in you know that ESPN has ranked, and you can what you could say whatever about ESPN and their rankings, but we're we're saying Draymond Green, Pascal Siakam, potentially Chris Middleton. There is a a massive variety of outcomes that can happen in rounds two through five that that will end up making or breaking your season. Yeah, that's what makes it so fun. Yeah, that's what makes I, it I mean, but like so fun. More, more so than any, like it's it's like wild. I almost feel like we can argue every one of these guys to death, and maybe we're right, maybe we're wrong. But some of these values just just wildly fluctuate to me. Um, anyone in the twenty one through thirty range else you want to talk about? Like this Larry Markin at twenty five. I mean, you're a Chicago guy. If you want to talk about him, by all means, <laughs> I, 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 I'd prefer not to. Um, I, don't, I don't see how he comes anywhere close that to this seems ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what I'm missing. Um, I'll have to go back and do some research because that is like a big... I mean, 42 on a per-game basis, just... I, I mean, I, I get it. I just... I don't... I don't know, man. Zach Levine always wants the ball in his hand. I know that marketing's capable... I don't know. Uh, I, 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 a top twenty-five season seems a like absolute best case scenario. Everything breaking his way, type of type of scenario. Yeah, he's with guys that are gonna also want the ball, like you said. Yeah, not just um, uh, Levine, but you're gonna have uh, Porter. Auto Porter still there. there. Yeah, and he's had a lot more usage since coming to Chicago. Um, Wendell Carter will be back next yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, who was in, who was hurt when, when, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't see how he just, just gets that much usage to get there. But, um, all right, Josh, uh, my recording is still working. So good. And I'm not botched this second half. Hey, miracles <laughs> never cease. <laughs> yes. Uh, any other final comments? I'm sorry, we did not get to win totals. We talked about getting there, but because of some, Technical difficulties. Technical issues. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe we'll we'll shelve that for another time. What what I think my only thoughts on on win totals is, man, the NBA is going to be so wide open. It's good, like even Vegas kind of sees it, and and all the other, you know, whatever your your gambling preference is, whether it's you know the apps or or just Vegas or in general, it's it's wide open. There are hold on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams with you know with 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 potential win totals in the early fifties, mid mid to early fifties, and and no one like anywhere as close to like the Warriors' heydays of like sixty. You know, there, it, a lot's going to happen, and so many others in like that mid forty to upper forty range. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I, one day, n- maybe next time we'll break this down a little bit further, you and I, because I, 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 feel, I almost feel like I want to get in on your, your betting with, with Dan. Oh, I, we're, not, we're, not, we're not betting head to head. I'm just trying, oh, to, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to beat him. That's all. It's just my, so you're trying to beat him? Well, Dan, well Dan, now I want to beat you. Well, Dan is like, uh, um, Dan is like um, Duke, and I am like the division one double A team that, that gets to play like it's like my one shot to try to beat the king. Okay, so, yeah, well, so, you know what, Duke, Duke doesn't. He doesn't Duke actually, he doesn't actually see first. me on the schedule. He doesn't actually yeah. notice me that I'm there. So now cool. Duke is Duke has gotten knocked out in the first round <laughs> plenty of times. I you can be Lehigh. How about that, yes, buddy? You'll be Lehigh. Um, all right, he is Josh Millman. You are wait, what's the Twitter handle? At Josh Millman. At Josh Millman. How can I forget hey. that? 
Yes, I am at Ball with Neil. We are sponsored by the great Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company, HawaiianIsles.com or Amazon.com. For all your coffee needs, Josh. Hey, can I invite you back on next week? Right now, are, are you? You're gonna. We're, we're gonna put this in the calendar. Can we put this in the calendar? Yes, for next let's year? do it. Yes, next week. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Thanks for everyone for listening. Adrian and Coach will be on tomorrow. Not sure what they're gonna talk about, but um, they will have something insightful to say. And then uh, Josh and I'll be back next Thursday. Uh, how about that? Uh, talk to you guys then. Enjoy later. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.